producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Ooh-wee, coming in hot with that intro. Can you guys still hear after that? Ooh, mo- that was a little loud. That was mo- a little loud, and that's on <laughs> that's on me. I should have taken a test drive before recording, but uh, but no, hey, hey, you know, no harm, no foul. This is the taxi boom. Squad. Welcome back to the taxi squad. <laughs> yeah, we don't need <laughs> test drives around here. Taxi squad, are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, uh, I'll maybe adjust that a little bit in post. But uh, welcome in everybody to your favorite Score North podcast, the Taxi Squad. Along with the usual suspects today, the usual cabbies on duty, I am Jason Stormer, along with A.J. Fredrickson, or pointing that way, A.J. Fredrickson and Artis Woods. Uh, gentlemen, hope you've had a wonderful week so far. Uh, plenty to talk about in the Minnesota sports realm. Maybe not a whole lot of Vikings talk this week, even though they got OTAs going on. Not a ton of big storylines out there. But otherwise, I mean, I think there's plenty to talk about with the Timberwolves and the Twins maybe as well. But how are you feeling tonight, fellas? I'm having a very, very bad day. Is I'm just I didn't want to say <laughs> Trying to mimic how Stephen A. said it on that uh, meme that goes around. <laughs> I'm having a very, very bad day. This is <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I am not having a great day. My Lakers got swept, and I am getting trolled beyond measure. But so... did you hear Brian Windhorst? Because they are, <laughs> they look the best team to ever have been swept in the playoffs of all time. So yeah, I, I did, I, I did hear that, and, and you know, as crazy as Brian sounded, I appreciate Brian Windhorse for you know yeah. just being just you know Laker Nation forever, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, man. He, I think it's more so about LeBron because y'all know he's been covering LeBron since high school, mm-hmm. and he's been the one guy that's kind of been you know they've allowed in their camp. I would say he's been the one guy that they talk to, and so I get it, um, but. As a fan, outside of that, oh, man. Um, I mean, the Wolves got a game, and the Lakers couldn't, man. So yeah, uh, to get that far, man, it, this is this is not a good day for your boy. But I'm hanging in there, you know. I'm hanging in there. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing. I'm. I would say I'm a little. I, I'm probably in better spirits than artists uh, today, just because of that. I I have no dog in the fight for for the NBA playoffs now. Um, so you know, I'm just uh, I'm just watching baseball. I'm I'm watching uh, the hockey, and it's you know it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great week. We got we got sports all around, um, and even more because we have sports coming back with football. It seems like football never actually ends. This is true. I know I had mentioned at the top of the show maybe there's not a whole lot of Viking stuff going on, but there really is. We got Judd at OTAs doing a lot of great film work. Judd is getting really good behind the camera, by the way. I mean, it, it's top-notch work, and it gets a lot of traction on social media, too. So, yeah, we're we're still busy with Purple all the time around here at Score North. Purple Daily is going every single day. Don't worry. We got the Vikings covered. There's just a lot to talk about, I think, with at least the Timberwolves guys at first. Obviously, a lot going on with the NBA. It's pretty much dominating the headlines right now, even though we do got hockey playoffs still going on right now. But, yeah, like artist did mention yeah the lakers got swept by the denver nuggets and as a timberwolves fan you're kind of like if you think about it, you're kind of in a precarious situation here and for me i was just rooting for like a really really good series because on one hand you know it's the lakers and honestly if you, if you pull most timberwolves fans they're gonna have a hard time rooting for the lakers no matter what just because of history them used to being here and also just because the lakers are awesome and we just we're jealous we want to be the lakers someday but then you had the nuggets who beat the Timberwolves in the playoffs too. So it's just like, ah, it's just like kind of like what AJ said, like no really dog in the fight at that, at that point, you just kind of hope for a really good series. And it wasn't the case, unfortunately, but that's the same case in the East as well. I mean, we got Jimmy Butler just doing awesome Jimmy Butler things. And it's just insane. I mean, the entire team is just playing insane as well, but I do want to go back to just Specifically, um, like obviously we're highlighting some former Timberwolves with Jimmy Butler, but I also want to talk about I gotta talk about D'Angelo Russell. I mean, we've been talking about a lot here at Score North as well. Man, that that just that that playoff performance, I, I feel honestly kind of bad for him to a degree because he unfortunately cost himself just a, a ton of money, I think, this offseason. He's an unrestricted free agent, he's a max player, 30 million dollars, and the man shot 13% from three in this playoff series. And, you know, I think it's really, really easy right now for Timberwolves fans to to pile on. And 
you know what, to a degree, D'Angelo Russell did kind of set this up for himself. I mean, he made the comments about how the Timberwolves were holding him back and how he felt like a third wheel uh, on the team anyway. And uh, those, I mean, the reasons why people came, like, you know, criticize him for those, I think are actually pretty valid. I mean, if he thought that he was less of a third wheel with uh, LeBron and AD than Cat and and I, I really don't understand the logic behind that. Um, but it, it, it's crazy how we just have two parallels, I guess, with this guy, w- with the Timberwolves last season in the playoffs, getting benched towards the end and then having that happen again for the Lakers as well. And again, I'm not like sitting here trying to like pile on or anything like that. A lot of people are doing that on Twitter and everything like that, but it's just, it, it is amazing that, you know, it, it just kind of played out kind of the same for this guy. And now he's kind of left with an off season, like, like what's going to happen here. So. I think it's hilarious really quick. If you don't mind me stepping, I think it's hilarious because you're doing a a profile piece in the middle of a playoff run with the athletic. And I'm sure, I'm sure part of it is like he maybe had to do it in a sense because, you know, I, I feel like more so than maybe other leagues, the NBA is more about not obviously it's about basketball, but it's about like having your own brand and stuff like that. It's like who you are as a player, you know, it's, it's the essence of, of LeBron James, the aura of Kawhi Leonard, you know, it's the legend of Michael Jordan, that type of stuff. But, um, and I'm, I'm sure he aspires to rise to that certain level and everything like that, but you have to have the common sense of being like, I got to put the blinders on here, like you know, and, and just buckle down and we'll do this in a, in a couple of weeks once either we lose or we win or whatever the case may be, but to do the interview and throw uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves organization under the, under the bus with the held back co- uh, comment granted, maybe that was just a poor choice of words in the moment. And he wishes he could change that. It doesn't matter. Cause that's the way it was printed and that's the way it comes off. I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm happy about it, but, um, you know, the basketball gods work in mysterious ways. That's for sure. Because this guy, you go, you go out there, you make those comments, you get benched in the biggest game of the season. You get demoted. That's how, that's how much Laker nation and the Laker organization thinks of you. It's, 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 it's quite funny. And now in a league where they just throw out 30 million, 60 million, however many super max contracts all willy nilly, like it's like, it's um, you know, it's like, it's the Tootsie roll at the city annual like parade where they celebrate become, becoming a city, you know, like, you know, like <laughs> where I grew up, they have the 49er days or whatever. Oh yeah. You go home with a million of these half melted Tootsie rolls that no, you don't actually like, but it's like your kids. It's like, it's candy. I got to take it home. You don't actually eat those, but they throw those around just like it's all willy nilly he's not he'll he'll be lucky if he gets one of those it's it's insane how much this like since the trade how much that has cost him the only thing i can think of is like in the pga when when it's the final round it's it's championship sunday and they're coming down to the 18th hole and it's like all right he's got a putt to sink a birdie here and then he misses it and it's like oh that's gonna knock him from second down to seventh because you know all these guys are three under and then you hear he missed out on 24 million dollars based on one putt one six foot putt that he lipped out he couldn't that's what happened to d'angelo russell there is gonna be a big lack of uh, uh of just like desire i think for him unless you're a terrible terrible franchise which i don't think he's gonna want to go to because he's not really one of those guys i think now it's been exposed uh in la like spotlight of he's not a guy that you can really rely on he like even with lebron james who is balling out at age 38. This man, what did he have in the first half last night, Artis? I know you might, uh, 30. I, know, I know you watched it like every second, 31. Yeah. Like, like 30, 33, somewhere around in there. Yeah. yeah. I Get the man some help. If you can't come off the bench and like, just help him. I, I, it, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Um, And then on the other side of things, the other point I want to talk about, and this is maybe something we can transition to is like, the Denver Nuggets now making the, the NBA Finals. What does that mean in terms of the narrative surrounding the, the Timberwolves? Because I personally was, there's two sides of it, I think, which is one, if they go on to win the whole thing, sure, the Timberwolves, they lost to the best. 
can't can't fault them that. But then it's like, well, let's run her back next year, boys. The Timberwolves, they got the formula. They just ran in. They, they, they had the bad matchup in the first round. That's uh, no, no, no. You, you, ran, you ran into some Latvian guy that got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. All right. You should be able to get past that. I know he's I know he's an MVP and I know he's done all these things, but with the way that that team is constructed, they just played poorly and didn't play a very good series. They got one game. What is happening? It's it, you you have to you have to evaluate and look more. Um, but on the other side of things, you're also now looking at an artist. You mentioned this right before we started um, off air, which is the Timberwolves got a game <laughs> against the Nuggets. The Lakers didn't. So what? It's it's so weird because I think the parody level is more for hockey fans. It's like every, you just make the playoffs. You have a chance. You kind of, I feel like we got it a little more so in the NBA this year with certain teams, for instance, the heat now uh, just steamrolling. I don't know what the score is currently against Boston, but like it's, it's, I, it's just such a weird conundrum for Tim rules fans, because what do you make of just this entire NBA playoffs, because it's not like the, the nuggets were a one and done. They've played two, I think pretty competitive, well-structed, well-constructed teams. And it's, it, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of questions I think that are hanging in the air. Um, but artists, sorry. I know I rambled there a little bit back to the D'Angelo Russell talk. Oh, no, you good. I'll quickly touch on what you said about the Timberwolves. I don't think you changed much of what your off season um, plan should be. I think you need to start by looking for another head coach. I think you need to look into options really? as far as uh, yes. He's, he's been saying this for a while now because yes. I know is, I yeah. Myers hasn't been the biggest. Fan I'm only interjecting here because I know candy. Darren Wolfson um, has come out multiple times saying like they have never once come close to even the connotation of thinking of the option of firing Chris Finch. So you I, so you you think if you if you if I handed you the keys to the Timberwolves tomorrow, five minutes later Chris Finch is packing up his bags. Is that what you're saying? Five seconds later, he's packing his bags. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I already <laughs> sent him the Uber. <laughs> yeah, he it's it's over. It's over. I I do not think he's the head coach. If you're if the goal is to win a championship, he's not the head coach that can get it done. Situational basketball is everything. And if Doc Rivers can get fired, if Monty Williams could get fired, if you know Nick Nurse can get fired. Chris Finch should definitely be fired. That's that's just how I see it at this point. I think if you don't fire him now, you'll fire him within the next couple years. I mean, it's it's going to happen because at some point you will realize he is not the head coach that's going to take you over the hump. He, he, I don't believe he has much control over the locker room. We see explosions on the bench right in front of him that we don't see out of every other organization. <laughs> We see his um his, his lack of use of timeouts when it matters most, allowing teams to go on these huge runs, which is a constant theme in the playoffs too, by the way. I mean, a lot of coaches make this same mistake. I don't understand it to save my life, but he is one of the main culprits for it. Um, I don't agree with his 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 rotations at times. I just I am I I am not the fan. I'm not a fan of his. And that is the first move I would make. And then after that, I would see about what trade options I would have for rudy or for cat i would just see okay not to say that i would immediately make the move but i would just see what the you know what you're is the landscape calls. looking like yeah what was that you're just you're making calls yeah yeah i'm, yeah, I'm making not, calls to you're, at least you're throwing see. on hypotheticals around yeah. the league that's yeah yeah just play a game of hypotheticals yeah not to the Knicks. yeah no not the Knicks. no no i'm not i'm not calling the nick unless i can get brunson i'm not calling the Knicks. Oh, and getting brunson then be, because I'm a cause and effect guy, you say you'd want to f- fire Chris Finch and I, who do you have any, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot in case, you know, you don't, but is there a, maybe a guy in mind? Nick that, nurse. Nick nurse is your guy. Nick nurse is my guy. That's, that's the guy I will go to Toronto. Nobody, correct. He used to Toronto. be in Toronto. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think he's a really good coach from the standpoint of he did win a championship with the Raptors. And on top of that, he's a coach that can do more or less. He's kept the Raptors competitive, even without Kawhi. They were, they were remotely competitive before Kawhi got there. And the moment they had a superstar championship, I think he could do something, maybe something similar with the wolves, with the right pieces added to that roster. And I think he's a good locker room guy. I think he's a player's coach. I think he's a guy with the type of cachet and the type of experience that can, you know, that I think the players will listen to. I'm not sure. And I could be dead wrong. I'm not in the locker room. This is just my speculation. <laughs> I don't think they really listen to Chris Finch. I don't, I think the respect is there, but I think when it, when it boils down to it, I don't think they really listen to him. 
I, I, I really don't. So I think they need a a a a, a coach in there with the type of cachet, a coach, a coach that's won a championship. Um, and 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 again, it makes a difference that he brought the Raptors their first ever championship. Yeah. Like, let's okay, let's try to do something very similar with the Timberwolves. Let's bring them their first. Is it would it be their first ever championship if they won a finals? Or the, have Timberwolves, they, the Timberwolves, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. they had I, one as the Minneapolis Lakers, but for some uh, reason, the, the the as a Lakers guy, <laughs> do you claim the Minneapolis Lakers titles even though that wasn't in Los Angeles? To be to be honest, I have a hard time claiming titles that I wasn't around for just just to begin with. Um, I I always say from 2000 to 2020 are the titles that I claim. If people want to go back in history and talk about magic and Kareem and all of that, then okay, sure. Mm -hmm. But like the Lakers have enough titles since 2000 that have me. I'm fine. Like I can, I can always debate with anybody. That's like Kobe had five. LeBron got us another one. That's six. So I think that's enough for me to say, okay, we got six wins. since I've Oh, what a brag. I'm just saying, you know, man, that's I, honestly like I, I think that this postseason, if I'm the the Timberwolves, I, I don't look at this and, and be satisfied. If anything, I look at this postseason and it makes me even more mad because it makes me think in my head, like if a team like the Heat can go on the run, why can't we go on the run? I understand that the Nuggets were a tough draw, but you got that draw for a reason. <laughs> you got that exact draw for a reason. <laughs> like, like you lost a lot of games in the regular season, whether it do whether it be due to injury, whether it be due to bad coaching, you know, bad players trades. not showing up, whatever the case. What was that? Bad trades. Bad trades. I mean, you well, you are you are trade. Yeah, the other ones were actually okay. You're in yeah, you're in that spot for a reason at the end of the day. And you had an opportunity to be in the same exact spot as the Lakers, the team that just got swept by the Denver Nuggets, but then you turn around and lost the playing tournament game. And lo and behold, now you're in the eighth spot and now you got to go up against the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So I don't think it changes anything. I think you need to go in the free agency, be as aggressive as aggressive as possible to get the right pieces. It doesn't have to be drastic changes to the roster. Um but to this idea, not to say that you guys thought it, this idea that they should just run it back. And and I really don't think you guys think that. But the, the idea that they should just run it back with the exact same person. That, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you all right now, nothing is going to change. Unless Anthony Edwards take the, takes another massive leap into superstar status where he's a top five guy in the league. Carthony Towns is what he is. Rudy Gobert is what he is. Um, Jaden McDaniels, he could take another leap, but like it, it's between McDaniels and between and between um um and mm-hmm. to, to take those leaps to get those guys to the next level. Otherwise, I'm making I'm firing the head coach and I'm making moves to make this team better. I do want to comment on D because y'all gonna take a light on them. I for sure will not. Hell no, I'm gonna be a hundred about it. D'Angelo Russell played like absolute trash, garbage. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know how to even phrase it. I'm not, oh, I'm not guys, putting any punches with him. Around here, please. I I I is going I'm going to get close to the other versions of this because I'm going to get it off my chest. D'Angelo Russell refuses to take accountability. That's the part that annoys me the most. It bro, if you just playing bad, you're playing bad. Just say I'm playing bad at the end of the day. But you left the Minnesota Timberwolves. You came to the Lakers, and the first thing you said was, man, it just is great playing with LeBron and AD. They make my life so much easier. And then shortly after that, we started to lose games, and D'Lo said, oh, don't call me the point guard. I'm not a point guard. I'm just a player. I'm just a playmaker on the court. I'm just I a just work shooter. here. I just, hey, my it. I, I just work here. That's just who I am. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Then Let me speak to, to the manager, sir. I just work here. Literally. Then you get to winning games again, and it's right back to, yeah, man, the sky's the limit with us. We got LeBron AD. We look really good. You know, it's just, you know, hey, hey it is what it is. When he's playing well, it's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation being had. Then he throws shots at the Timberwolves. Oh, I just felt like I was held back. Bro, you had the green light just like anybody else on the team, which was a part of the problem. You had the green light. In the playoffs, yet again against Memphis, you did not show up whatsoever, which is why you had to be benched in the fourth quarter in the closeout game there. The last two games of the series, you maybe shouldn't even start it, to be honest. And then in this Lakers series, you should have been benched before game three. I don't know why Darvin Hill waited till game three to bench you. That, that's, <laughs> like, to be honest, he should have been benched directly after game two. But the problem was the mental mindset. They speculation. They don't want to lose D'Angelo Russell. It's the freaking Western Conference Finals. And you don't want to lose a player <laughs> mentally. 
And the player just happens to be D'Angelo Russell. I would have benched him at the speculation that I would have lost him because this is the Western Conference Finals. And if you're that selfish, damn it, play better. Play better. Make shots. Facilitate. Stop turning the ball over. The worst plus minus, the worst plus minus on the roster. I am over D'Lo. I'm over the lack of the inconsistencies. He's just as bad as AD without the high expectations. I, I don't even want to hear the name D'Lo associated with the Los Angeles Lakers ever again because he has these massive games where it's like D'Lo, he's the guy similar to the Timberwolves. He's the guy that he's the guy with the straw that stirs the drink. And then the next day he looks like Artist Woods on the court trying to make things happen. And I just I, I cannot deal with it anymore. So that's how I feel about D'Lo. Y'all took a light on him. I will not because he needs to be held accountable. He needs I to, love it. He's playing great. He's it's a whole nother conversation. Me had so we, no. We know the standard bandwagon fan, right? Is D'Lo the first bandwagon player we've ever seen be? Based on what you're saying, where it's like the team's doing good, yeah, yeah, we'll take it to the limit. There's, there's, there is no sky with us. We are the limit. And then as soon as we lose two games, it's like you know what? Hey, I don't. I'm hitting my stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm out there doing my thing. We like, go talk to them. And then it's oh, okay, we won three more games. Yeah, you know, God, we. I just love the energy in this room and all that stuff. Bandwagon player, the first of a generation. Literally, the fact that they, Darvin Ham, did not want to bench him down 2-0 when he had the worst plus minus on the roster just because mentally we felt like we would lose him <laughs> is the most outrageous thing I have ever heard on a multitude of different levels. This is the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers... Lonnie Walker was starting at a, for a period of time for the Los Angeles Lakers and then got benched and came back in and played well. Didn't have to worry about losing him mentally. Troy Brown Jr. was in the starting lineup and got benched. Didn't have to worry about losing him mentally. But D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, though, we'd lose him mentally. <laughs> Dang it, I hope we did lose him mentally because maybe he'd play better if he wasn't there mentally. I don't I don't know. He was there mentally, and he still wasn't playing great. So I, 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 I my frustration with him oh. specifically – is man, it's 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 nuts. It's just, I feel it's though, like, though. I had bro, to feel that a, it all out. So, oh my gosh, yeah. that, is that's that a fireable like, offense here. by the coach? What was that? Is it a fireable offense? Is is it's, it is it hot seat worthy? How about that? Hot seat worthy. I mean, it's an, think, it's the Lakers head coaching job. That that's true. That when it, when it is hot, no matter <laughs> what. Sorry, Darvin. Sorry. I think. But, I think, I think probably would have lost the series no matter what they would have done with D'Lo. I don't know. I think for now, it's, I think for I think we win a game if we bench him earlier. At mm-hmm. least it's the series is more competitive. But because the games are all every game was so tight that any of those adjustments from the start of the game could have shifted how the game ultimately went. Like these games came all every one of these games came down to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And the Lakers just blew fourth quarter after fourth quarter after fourth quarter. After fourth quarter, four freaking times. I never in my life, bro, never in my life seen a team blow four fourth quarters the way they did. Oh my gosh, bro! Oh. So I, 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 I know this is not the Lakers podcast, but my gosh, no, this is this is this is the most fun of like conversation i think we've had in a while this is day after our team gets eliminated is yeah to to answer the question just yeah yeah, to to, to answer the question though do i think it's a fireable (laughs) offense for (laughs) darvinham i think (laughs) i think after his first year i don't think I, i think it's something to keep your eye on but i don't think it's a fireable offense just because i don't agree with what he did but he did make great changes along the playoffs to help them get to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> and the he regular did. season, too. And the regular season. Like I mean, he, you he can't had. take for mm-hmm. granted. I mean, you guys were 2-10 and ten to start. Yeah. And, he, I mean, I, I remember when LeBron got the ankle injury. Uh, injury. I mean, Artis, even you said, just like, man, I don't know what they're going to do if he can't play. And, sure, we're n- especially if you're the Lakers, you're not about moral victories by any means. I mean, you are about championships every single season up no matter who's going to be on the roster, once LeBron and 80, whoever else is gone, y'all are still going to expect championships out in LA. Uh, last thing for me on D'Lo, really, you can't mentally lose a player that's never mentally been there for you in the first place. D'Lo showed his hand entirely with the Timberwolves comments, right? 
he made it he just made it about more about himself he could have sure like understand reporters ask you questions and yeah you want to answer them truthfully i totally get that and i do appreciate that i really do but you could answer the question like you know what man I'm in a playoff grind right now with the Lakers. Maybe if that's something we want to talk about in the off season when I'm actually officially an unrestricted free agent, then yeah, maybe that's something I can, I can talk more about my experience with the Timberwolves. But right now I'm here to lock down and focus on this playoff run. I'm doing with the Lakers. That's what he should have said. That is bro, what he should said. You played bad with the Wolves, bro. Cause you did bro. The Wolves counted on him. The wolves counted on him, and I, y'all know, I was, I was backing D'Lo for so long with the Timberwolves, for so long. We were all like, there, I think, in that position at one point. Though. You know, like, Yo, we, we saw did. the flashes. We did. We saw like he had game one against Memphis in the first round of these playoffs, man. And I, I think that got the hype train really going with D'Lo because it's just like, all right, he's loaded, he's loaded, he's still loading, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, on the flip loaded. side, though, um, just to pivot the conversation a little bit, Jimmy Butler. Another former Timberwolf, but for some reason, like, even though, like, yeah, there's maybe a satisfaction level of watching D'Angelo Russell flail as a Timberwolves fan with the Lakers, but I'm sitting here as a Timberwolves fan still and looking at what Jimmy Butler's doing with Miami, and I'm just like, I'm just not even, like, mad about what's going on. I, I don't even find myself in a real place of jealousy, and Minnesotans love to be jealous when it comes to other players doing really good things uh, once they leave Minnesota. But I'm looking at this run. And, by the way, if you remember, I was on the record saying that, yeah, I don't think the Heat really are, have a playoff run in them. Um, I said that after Tyler Hero got injured. We all did. We all and, did. boy, oh, boy, that's probably the most wrong I've ever been on this show, literally. But, again, it's... It, it's so amazing that we've had in these two conference finals, just kind of night and day with two very polarizing former Minnesota Timberwolves, right? We saw one who's just completely carrying his team and a lot of other players are doing good, but Jimmy's just been the main guy. And then we have D'Angelo Russell on the other side, just maybe being one again, there's a lot of reasons, but maybe being one of the one big reasons why the Lakers weren't able to advance to the NBA finals. It's just, it, it's amazing. Just the yin and the yang that played out in this, in this conference finals. It's pretty incredible. Jimmy Butler is a dog. And as much as Timberwolves fans don't want to hear this, he wouldn't have worked out here because he's a dog. And as long as Carl Anthony Towns is in Minnesota, unfortunately it wasn't going to happen because Carl Anthony Towns is not a dog. At the end of the day, yeah, nah, he's big purr. He's yeah, big purr. Big purr. He's like being called that guy. Shush, he doesn't like being called. Even that. more reason I'm gonna call him that. Like, he's got to earn. He's got to earn something other than big purr. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At, at this point, like it's just Jimmy. The way that the Miami Heat, the the reason why Jimmy Butler looks the way he looks with the Heat because he's had moments like this with Chicago. He had moments similar with the Timberwolves. He's had moments with other organizations where he's shown flashes of what he could be. But in order for Jimmy Butler to work, Jimmy Butler had to play with the Miami Heat where they have other dogs and it's a winning culture. Like mm -hmm. they push each other to the brink in, in practice. They have Eric Spolster, who's a great coach. You got to no disrespect to them, but a lot of a couple of undrafted players that are playing at a really high level um, that are proving a lot of doubters wrong. They're hungry. They're hungry to prove people wrong. And they're and they they have lifted their game beyond even thinking that they're even undrafted. But they they play with a certain level of desperation, hunger, hunger. They play with a certain level of energy and effort that you're not gonna always see out of the Timberwolves or the Sixers or any other team that he's played for. And the organization isn't gonna push that either. Because to be honest, the Timberwolves have not been a winning type cultural organization. And so it wouldn't work for Jimmy. It just it just wasn't. They did the right thing by trading him, as crazy as that sounds, because unless he was going to completely change the culture and they were going to completely change the culture around him, then he would have been miserable and it would have showed in the postseason. It would have showed the later they the later they got in the postseason because it just I feel like it would have been a mess. There would have been more fights on the bench. There would have been more things of that nature. You know, I, I think that it would have been especially adding Rudy Gobert to the mix if that still happened. <laughs> Now, I don't know if that still happens with, yeah. with you know, yeah. Jimmy Butler, obviously. But, you know, just seeing how the team is built since Jimmy Butler, the only other couple dogs you see is Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. Which, when your second best player at that time is Carl Anthony Towns and he's built the way he's built, unfortunately, it's not really going to, it's not going to bow well. So, I, 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 I think, again, the reason why Jimmy Butler is having the success that he, he's having is because they allow him to be, 100% of himself, 
just he 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 they don't make him they don't let him pull any punches. He's 100% himself. They push themselves to the limit and it's a winning culture that he's a part of from Pat Riley to Eric's poster passed down to all the players. If they see you out there, you know, half button to not say the right the swear word. If they see you out there not giving it your all, then they're going to call you out on it. They don't do that here in Minnesota. That might be the biggest like what if I think in Timberwolves history, even uh, even over like instead of what if they don't draft Johnny Flynn and Ricky Ruby over uh, Steph Curry? What if they don't take was it Glenn Thompson the third over uh, okay. Nick uh, Jokic or whatever? Mm-hmm. What if they just accept? Hey, Jimmy's gonna be our guy. Cat, thanks, but but good luck. Appre- appreciate it. And then you go with this different, like instead of the timber, instead of the timber pups, you actually are the timber wolves. And Jimmy Butler, like actually, like reinvents this franchise with a different culture. And it, you know who knows how it all works out. And other, but but then they let's say they still, uh, you still have Anthony Edwards and everything like that work out. And then you you have him as the mentor because I think Jimmy Butler would he he would be the perfect mentor for a guy like Anthony Edwards playing under him uh, like in the locker room, in the facilities every single day, those guys, I mean, that would be the best. I mean, not, not only is Jimmy Butler still playing at the top of his game night in and night out, but to have that and then pass the torch and then get that whole culture. And and it's God, it's just the closest thing I said. I saw um, a small breakdown of like a locker room celebration where the heater, like, partying and blah 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 and jimmy butler's just in the back like at his locker room stall just like sipping water just super calm just like yeah for sure people are like this is the closest thing to a kobe bryant that the nba has had jimmy butler is like maybe one of the last kobe men not in the sense of like who he is as a player in it only like his skill set but just like the mentality of like guys we're not even close to done there could be five minutes on the clock and they're up by 12 not even close to done. I don't want to start thinking about it. Um, God, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's a rock star. He's he's one of the guys in the NBA that I think you have. Like, he commands respect. He doesn't have to earn it anymore. He commands it. it, it it's tough because, like, you can do so much revisionist history because of how things have played out for Miami. And, you know, I think actually a lot of people, you know, were felt a little validated when uh, Jimmy went to Miami because it was already his next stop after he left the Timberwolves because things did not work out in Philadelphia. They worked out just about as good as things worked out here in Minnesota. Um, and so it's just like, all right, what are you going to, what are you going to do, man? It, you, you, you can't really be mad. Well, also the problem is, is that they just completely botched the trade. They got no draft picks back for Jimmy and you can't really, fault the guy for that really and you can't be mad at him for that but you know jared bayless wasn't much of anything at that point uh, dario Saric has hopped around the nba a ton uh since he was with the timberwolves and robert covington's still a decent player but you were literally left with nothing and i think everybody at the time too myself included picked cat over jimmy in that moment too cat was younger we still had more hopes about his potential and everything like that and obviously again revisionist history we go back you know five years down the road obviously i mean some of us would just you know gladly trade cat for jimmy straight up right now in fact you'd probably have to give the heat a little bit more if you wanted to get jimmy butler back from them uh it's this is what Minnesota sports fans do though, guys, to be perfectly honest with you, when our teams have been eliminated or out and we got team uh, players that used to play for us having success or even failures, it's, it's hard for us not to actually talk about and go kind of in depth with these conversations. Obviously it mostly comes from a place of just pure and utter jealousy because what the hell is it got to take to even get to a like conference finals around here in any capacity i mean the wild too and the twins even though i'm completely decked out in twins gear and we can talk about them here in a second i mean they have lost 18 straight playoff games or whatever it is and so it's just and again miami's an eight seed miami's an eight seed i mean it's a rule for eight seed too so you look at this and like aj mentioned like this year it seemed like there was so much parody in the nba kind of similar to nhl season and it's you kind of look at the heat as well just like and again, culture's everything to do with it, like you mentioned, artists. Like it's like, why, why can't that be us? If 
happen because why can the Florida Panthers also make a run in the Stanley Cup? Why can't the Wild do anything either? It's frustrating because they have Chris Finch (laughs) and they don't have the type of culture that is built for playoff success at the end of the day Andrew Wiggins left went to the went to the Warriors where there is a culture there that is built off of success and Andrew Wiggins ended up being one of the main reasons why they won a championship yeah Jimmy Butler now is playing with the playing with the heat and the culture over there is all about winning and more even more so than about winning just being tough just being nasty just getting after hustle effort energy every single night these guys are not more talented than any team they play probably besides the knicks the bucks have more talent than them the celtics have more talent than them but they're beating these guys off sure they're making a lot of shots of course but a lot of this is energy and effort it's Mm -hmm. energy Effort, tenacity, nastiness, and then you mix in Jimmy just turning it up to another notch. And there you have it. This team is going to the finals. I don't think they'll win because I think that the Nuggets have a lot of that too. And I think they're just on another level as far as just being hungry and wanting to win a championship. And the talent is just outrageous there. But I wouldn't be shocked if they if the Heat win the finals either. So no, it's just at this point now. If when you when you change the culture, I think that I think the Vikings are as crazy as it sounds i like what klc and quasi is trying to build with minnesota i think they are shifting the culture and i think they will have more success than the timberwolves you know soon but it's all about a culture change and until you go out there and it's until you go out there and get the right head coach for the team that can control the locker room and all of that then it's just not gonna happen the talent is you got talent but yeah yeah wolves have some work to do i mean again come from a place of jealousy we just want to be where these teams are someday and we want the trades that we make help us get to that point as well and not maybe you know put our future in question but we'll get to that we'll see what happens with the timberwolves offseason and we'll see what happens with the i mean i think this is going to be a fun nba finals no matter what it it is cool to see maybe a one versus eight matchup in the nba finals that's kind of just crazy to even think about as well uh yeah good talk with all that gentlemen um, i'm curious though i have a question for you uh do you guys have any particular solutions in regard to figuring out how the minnesota twins can actually you know score some runs with the bases loaded uh guys to transition the conversation a little bit this is getting pretty gnarly for the minnesota twins now okay they are still in first place things are okay detroit cleveland chicago kansas city it's 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 bad this is the worst i've ever seen the al central and i do have to include my minnesota twins into that conversation as well but a team hasn't hit this bad with the bases loaded in over five seasons the last one being the kansas city royals back in i believe 2019 and so this is just getting to a point now where you're like okay what's this team got to do to actually generate a little bit of offense we're also maybe seeing some weird decision-making play out, uh, specifically with the Giants game uh, yesterday. If you're listening to this, uh, it is two, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, May 23rd. Um, so the Giants pulled a little switcheroo on the Twins. They did an opener, uh, and so they just had a guy pitch in the first inning, and that was it. And then they moved to their like regular starting pitcher, which ended up being Shamanaya. But the Twins kind of had a weird panic move because they were expecting to play a right-handed pitcher. So they had a couple more lefties in the lineup, in this case, Eduardo Julian and uh, Alex Kirilov. And so the Twins didn't know this was going to happen, though. And once the starting pitcher was announced, they're like, oh, wait, wait. Uh, Okay, he's going to go. But now Sean has gone in. Okay, we got to do something. They pulled both Julian and Kirilov from the lineup. Now, you can make a case with Julian. That's a different story. But Alex Kirilov is one of your main guys. He is still, he's not technically a prospect anymore, but he's still one of the younger pieces on this team that you uh, have the most hope for. Now, he's had some injury issues, and a lot of people thought that, okay, uh, is he getting pulled because he's dealing with some wrist issues again? That's been the biggest problem. That's been maybe a chronic issue for him. But no. It was because the Twins just decided to react to the Giants deciding to go with an opener and then Shamanaya. And like there was some reason to believe that they didn't think Shamanaya was going to pitch because he had a bullpen session earlier that day. I don't know. It seemed like a really reactionary move. And this is the kind of stuff that has plagued the Twins for multiple seasons now. Just very odd decision making in game. 
And I ducktailed this entire conversation with uh, very, very quietly before the season started. I think the rounds have been making about the news right um, over the last like 48 hours or so is that Rocco signed a club option through 2025. So really, no matter. I mean, obviously, managers can get fired for multiple reasons, but for whatever reason, I mean, he has some significant job security here. Um, So, like, I'm a little bit worried. One, because, again, they just can't score with the bases loaded. They just really honestly can't score at all. They're one of the worst hitting teams in all of baseball. But the pitching, the pitching is still amazing, guys. The pitching is still top three in all of baseball. And so I'm in a kind of a weird place. They're in first place. The pitching's great. The offense stinks. And they, they can't hit with the bases loaded. But um, otherwise, it was it, it was kind of a, just a iffy kind of week for the twins they're having a rough time against these california teams guys it's just been a little bit tough i know that you can say hey they're still first in the al central but the al central's god awful it's so bad both centrals are even the al central's yeah. terrible but this is this is the issue is that like oh they have a two and a half game lead right now over the over the tigers and they're up four games on the guardians and blah 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 that should be that should be 10 games. Like they are so much better than the rest of these teams and the amount of games that they've had the chance to win that they just don't um is crazy. You have to get these giant leads now so you can get that groove and really because this it's a long season. You're playing 162 games for a reason. Like you're 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 out there every day playing baseball. And if you aren't in a good groove, guess what? You're gonna lose, <laughs> you're gonna struggle, you're gonna have ups, you're gonna have downs. I prefer my baseball team to have a lot of ups. Let's let not not just ups in the sense of moral ups, but at bats, get ups. Like go up there and keep hitting the ball. Um, it's 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 crazy because like the pitching, I think for the longest time with the Twins has been such a, a such a, a weak spot in their game, and then they go ahead and they trade the batting champ for pitching. And granted, the pitching's been really good. I'll bite. Uh, Albeit, excuse me, uh, Emilio Pagan, who is <laughs> oh, just oh, atrocious. Not sure how he still plays. Um, but no, I'm the artist. I know you kind of laugh at he, He's terrible. He's, he's so terrible. bad. And he was he, bad last he, year, too. And for whatever reason, we decided to keep him around. He was literally one of just the worst performers out of the pen last year. But for whatever reason, there must have been some analytics there that said, hey, we better keep keep Emilio Pagan. He's had a we couple did. of deep- and it's not working in the year, but like it's it's recently it's in really bad. I'm not sure how you like make the call to the bullpen with confidence if you're Rocco, but um, the hitting is so crazy because like Carlos Correa is getting paid thirty five million dollars or something like that. And he's is he above 200 yet? I haven't looked recently. Barely. Bare, in that, with barely. Yes, though. I think it's in the 600s. No, we're going to. I'm going to qualify. There's only three twins that actually qualify for OPS stats, which is. Give me a. Yeah, last keep, you keep talking. I'm going to try oh, to find yeah. this. Uh, no, that's another argument. Like, there's just been like a lot of lineup shuffles, too. I mean, last night was probably the biggest example of just like, OK, what are we really doing here? And that was in game. That was an in game decision, too. But the Twins only have three players that qualify for OPS right now. I think that's Buxton, Crea, and maybe Larnick. Maybe Larnick. Don't quote me on that. Um, the White Sox have three players that qualify in OPS. I think Carlos, the Royals have four. Uh, Say what you're saying. Carlos Correa is batting 213. Not he's good. not even hitting his own weight. And he's getting paid $35 million or, or something or another. Like, what are we? I, he's been great in the field. He's been fantastic yeah. in the field. But I, I'm so sick and tired of the, well, he's a slow starter. Uh, he, he's, a, he's always a slow hitter in the first month or so of the season. Why? <laughs> why? Let me, re, like, realistically, why? You have spring training. If everybody else can come in, if Matt Chapman can hit, like, 400 or something, and Luis Arias can hit 400 the first month of the season, why can't you? you you're, it's not like you're a bad hitter. It's not like you're a 276 career hitter. That's pretty decent. If you hit 276, that's fine. 213 is bad. That's, it is. that's no, it needs granted. To be I better. granted, I, I couldn't almost hit 213. I couldn't hit 13. What about your wiffle ball league, though? What about your wiffle ball league, though? I'm batting like 270 right now, baby. It's not the best. Talking but, about yeah. a boy, yes. That's <laughs> we actually do, for the record, we do actually keep stats. We, yeah, we, yeah I know you do. Yeah, I know you, I've seen you actually. But guys on our team, yeah. dude, we, we, I, 
another topic for a different day, but I was GM of the off season for the record. Oh, um, but you're not getting paid millions of dollars to go out. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I know I'm getting, I'm getting paid to talk to you guys. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and, and, and I understand some players are more fielding specialists and that that's what Kevin Kiermeyer, AKA Kirk cousins. They, they, they look, no, they look, they look, like, know, they look like brothers. They look like brothers. Um, it's, Jeez. it's crazy. Check oh. it out sometime. Um, he's a fielding guy. If he hits two thirteen, boy, almighty, is he having a heck of a season, but Carlos Correa should not be batting two thirteen. And the fact that he just got to two thirteen is like, it's almost miraculous. Um, yeah, I can fully no, accept they need to step up and yeah, it, yeah I can fully yeah. accept Michael A. Taylor not like having that kind of batting average, right? Because he is exactly the kind of guy you brought in for a glove because Byron Buxton, I guess, can't play in the field. I guess that's maybe a conversation we can have for another day. I, th- I think that ship is completely sailed. I think Buxton's full time DH throughout the season, but yeah, um. What? You give him one of the biggest contracts in Twins history. It just needs to be better. And we're two months in now. Like, I don't really want to hear this when the calendar is about to roll over to June in a couple weeks. It's just, it's, it's unacceptable. Um, and especially because we have been dealing with a lot of nagging injuries with this team. It seems like, you know, Larnick will go on the DL and Kepler will come back, but then Kepler will have to go on the DL and then Kirilov will have to go on the DL and then somebody else comes back. It's, Again, my, my point with the OPS thing, the reason the Twins don't have a lot of qualified hitters for OPS is because they haven't been putting out consistent enough lineups to get hitters qualified. And that's a problem. You need to find more offensive consistency. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, you can't rely on your pitching forever. I can't believe I just said that about the Minnesota Twins. But it's it's been legit. They have two legit Cy Young candidates in Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan. I mean, it's legit. And so, I mean, again, but this division is not it's not getting any better. Sure. Maybe the white Sox have maybe gotten under 10 games under 500 now, but I mean, it's just, it's not looking very bright for pretty for for a lot of the AL central teams, but I think the twins are on pace for 86 wins. And the next AL central team is like either at like 74, 75 or 76. It's, it's awful. It is 2005 national league West awful. And if you look back at that, the division winner that year, for that, I think it was the Padres had an 82 and 80 record and they won their division. Absolutely awful. But Trevor Hoffman was on that team. And so he was, he was really good. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the twins as always. They, they, they just got to heat up. They will be buyers at the deadline, no matter what they are going to get a bat. They've already been pretty public about that as well. So who that is, I, I don't really know. Um, it's a conversation for another day. Buxton being the full-time DH certainly kind of complicates those things. And frankly, some guys just need to get healthy, play a little consistently, more consistently. Maybe we call up Royce Lewis once it's June. How about we get that guy up here ASAP? Rocket. We got Matt Walner up finally. I mean, he's 24 years old. I don't know what more the guy can do in AAA when you're 24 years old. So, yeah, I, Well, yeah. do you want Royce Lewis to get hurt again? Well, as long as he doesn't play center field, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that, that, that would be, the, that would be the big, like if they're, I know he's like a top prospect for the twins organization, but hypothetically, if he's a trade chip, that's, you almost want him to like, that would be devastating, devastating. He's raking in St. Paul though. I mean, he's, he's got to play games though. Right. I mean, yeah, you can't I just know, like, I, you uh, can't put him in a glass box and you got to get him out. There. I mean, if he's ready to play, he's ready to play. Right. Just put him in. I mean, lap. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Put know. in bubble wrap, and then you're fine. <laughs> exactly. <that. laughs> wrap them up. Yeah. Speaking what, of, you ever, you ever watch a Christmas story? Oh, it's uh, Ralph. Uh, Watched every year. TBS. Ralph. No, what's the little brother's name? Oh, Ralphie. And Ralphie's the bro- the main brother. What's yeah? Ralphie is the, the little guy. brother's name. I'm disappointed. God, I can't remember. So. But um, he's got he when he's he's got that giant coat when he's walking to school and he can't do he he can't put his arms down. That's what you need to play in. If you're Royce Lewis at this point, don't get hurt anymore for the sake of the organizational uh, moves, whether it's trading you or putting you in as a regular lineup guy. Yeah, don't play. Don't put Royce Lewis in. He'll shoot your eye out, kid. You know what I mean? So uh, speaking of wrapping things up, we probably have to wrap up Taxi Squad for the week. Epic. 
Timberwolves talk, even if it really wasn't necessarily about the Timberwolves. It was about former Timberwolves. But it was nice to finally really just dive into, into the Twins talk, too. Finally, now that the season's really getting going, we got a first-place club. That's worth talking about, too, even though if we may have some criticisms. And we'll obviously keep an eye with the things that are going on with the Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook is still on this team. Uh, probably a trade will not happen. We're probably just going to cut them at June 1st. At this point, I think something would have happened by now. Maybe I've heard maybe some reckless speculation. There's something about the Ravens, but I don't know. Really? I, I really don't know. I, that might've been just aggregated content. I don't know. I'm not throwing <laughs> that out there. I'm not doogie. I'm not doogie guys. I have speculation. <laughs> um, anyway, so Let's wrap up Taxi Squad for the week. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. Guys, any final thoughts before we sign off for the day? Um, Christopher Morrell is the greatest power hitter in the MLB right now. I don't know. Who is that? Uh, he is the Cubs technically oh, okay. center fielder right now. He has homered, gentlemen, since coming up. Um, he has homered in eight of 13 games. Sheesh. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah. It's just consent. He just hit one as we're at like five seconds ago. So eight of 13 games he has homered in since being called up from his minor league stint to begin the year. Just a, just a full on manimal, just crazy stuff. Good. Good for the Cubs. Good for the Cubs. Yeah. I just need them to actually start winning games though. Yeah. Well, Hey, we got that in common with our team. No, no team has hurt. No team has hurt their playoff chances in the month of May so far than the Cubs. It's crazy. They just keep losing games and they went from potentially winning the NL Central to yeah, they're projected to finish fourth. So who cares? It's it's so stupid. So yeah. baseball's a, both a beautiful and dumb game. AJ will be recording his Cubs podcast after we're done here, folks. You can check that out on <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. So, artist, my last words is I never want to see D'Lo ever again <laughs> in a Lakers uniform. And hey, I very, never want very to impromptu, yes. very impromptu. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we got yes. it. My dummy would have been Darvin Ham, and I could go on for days about that. <laughs> so I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I'll just say I, I do not want to see D'Lo ever again in a Lakers uniform, and I also don't want to hear about his attitude. And he's just one of those players that just go be a team player, bro. When they ask you questions, just be politically correct because what you're thinking, it ain't right. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> An artist Laker podcast will be available after the show wherever you get your podcast but in terms of where you can find our podcast the score north taxi squad it's pretty much available wherever you get yours uh just like artists and aj's podcast uh so we got well, what do we got we got spotify yes spotify that's a big one apple podcast if you're doing the apple podcast you got to give us a five-star rating i mean we'll be very disappointed if you don't what are you doing you have to give us a five-star rating the best way to support us though go to scorenorth.com download the score north app you can find the taxi squad on there as well as all of your favorite score north podcasts Give us a download. That is literally the best way to support the program. And yeah, that's just across the board. That is just the best way you can just show us some love here at score North. If you like what we do, cause we like, we like doing this for you. We hope that you enjoy it anyway. Jason Stormer, artist woods, AJ Fredrickson. Thank you for putting up with us for another week, folks. We will talk to you next time on the tax squad. Take care. Bye-bye.